this is the uh, school A episode two. Ha, ha. What to do? What to do? Ha, ha. Episode two. Ha, ha. What to do? What to do? 2020. We out here. We out here. You know, better late than never. We back. in episode two about Kanye West and um it's 2020 now (laughs) that was back in like October and I'm back I'm back yo 2020 was good and um I'm excited hopefully this doesn't take too long I've been these last like couple of weeks I've one of the most therapeutic times that I have in my day is like in the mornings because I get to uh, really just sort of drive to work and that takes about 20 minutes and I get to listen to music and you know I pray and I reflect sometimes and I drive in silence but for the last couple of weeks I've been having these ideas and I've been thinking like dang this would be something great to talk about on a podcast and so far in 2020 the themes or just some of just like my um, revelations have come around this idea of self-love um, and boundaries and forgiveness. Self-love, boundaries, and forgiveness. That's what I would like to speak on today and just offer my thoughts, my little two cent, you know, 24-year-old black boy giving his two cent on what it means to show self-love, to give forgiveness, and to set boundaries. I can't even tell you what I came across, but I pretty much came to this revelation and this idea that self-love isn't selfish. And there's a difference between self-love and self-worship And I think there's also a difference between self-love and pride. And for a long time, um, I was blurring the lines between self-love and pride and selfishness because I didn't want to be attributed to that. I didn't want to label myself as selfish. I didn't want to appear vain or um, think that I was vain, so I shied away from, I shied away from it. I shied away from really thinking about, okay, Jordan, how are you waking yourself up in the morning? Like, what is the first thing that's coming to your mind? What are you internalizing? When you wake up and look in the mirror, what do you think about? When you're in front of your kids teaching Like, who are you in front of them? Like, who are you? And it was in, like, these questions um, that I realized that 
self-love is human. And really in order to love others, which I guess was the root of my fear with the selfishness, I I didn't want to quote-unquote self-love because I thought I was selfish. And selfish means that you don't... um, consider others and that you're self-centered and you're focused on the me and the I but the paradox in that was that in order for me to love others and to love others well I had to first love myself and I think I really now I'm this all connected now but I think what really brought that to me was it's a bible verse um and uh it pretty much says our greatest commandment is to love God with all of our mind and our heart and to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. And I think that clause as we love whatever, I forget the message or the person I was listening to, but they realize that clause. Oh, now I know Matthew Stevenson, Apostle Matthew Stevenson. If y'all don't know him, Looking up on YouTube, revolutionary, visionary leader for the culture. Look him up, I promise you. But he was telling us how, or he was telling um, in that message, his congregation that we forget about that clause and that sometimes we have to retreat to love ourselves before we can be what we want to be, what we say we're going to be for others. And that was super profound for me. And I think that sort of started... um, to make my wheels turn in my head and think more about, okay, how am I, what am I saying about myself? Because I think the opposite of self-love um, isn't selfishness, it's self-hate. And I think if we're not cautious of what we're saying, um, we can create this complex and we can create these, these walls in our heart and our minds about ourselves that stem from not loving ourselves and not loving who we are. And so if you're listening and you're like, well, what does self-love mean? Like, what does it look like? What are you, what are you talking about? Like, how do I, you know, do that? What does that, what does that entail? For me, I think it just started with what I just said, like that, that, that thought that, me taking time to think about myself and to think about the unique things that make me me is not selfish in that I have to find a place within myself and be comfortable with who I am at my core before I can do anything um, well. Before I can be my best self, I have to know who I am. You know, before I can serve my kids, I have to know who I am. Before I can be from be with and for my family and my friends, I have to know myself. I just want to say, you are so unique. We are we are so unique. We are so unique, and we're so different. And there's nobody else on this earth that can be. This is kind of what I've come to know about myself through this journey is that there's nobody else on this earth that can be Jordan Cotton 
And that Jordan Cotton has a very unique God-given code and blueprint and assignment and mission on this earth. And it's sort of my job to utilize the gifts and the personality and the um, spirit within me to be for others and to live a good life. And I think it was in understanding this that, wow, and this this can get really deep <laughs> um, and very ethereal. But um, I'm a just a firm believer that these days are formed for us. Um, that's something that I believe. And in that sort of um, perspective and outlook and viewpoint, I'm able to look at life in a way that makes me take my steps with purpose and intention because I know you know, and I believe that my God has set me for this time. I mean that not just me, my God has set all of us, every single person on this in this world for this time. That brings us on to the subject of forgiveness. I hope that was um, not just a random just plot of thoughts, but just a very continuous thought that you could follow just now <laughs> with the whole self-love thing but my next point is forgiveness um i think a part of forgiveness is such a very interesting idea and concept i think there's a lot of ways that we can express love like there's many different facets of love as an action and i think forgiveness is probably one of the most profound acts of love that we can do I feel like I've started to equate forgiveness with love and when you equate forgiveness with love I think it helps you to look at it differently I think sometimes forgiveness is kind of has a stigma of just like it's you know this hard challenging thing to do and it is but I also feel like if we talk about what can come from it we can talk about the what you can reap and happiness and joy from forgiving people and even ourselves forgiveness it's the result of being able to let go of I think um, offenses that we have committed or that others have committed against us. And I think you can't talk about forgiveness without talking about the idea of grace and being able not to let people go, but to, or to let people slide. I don't think that's what grace is. Grace is just the unmerited think ability to allow something to keep thriving I I don't know if I like that definition maybe you just went aha or what I don't know I'm gonna listen back to this and see <laughs> how I feel but that's what came into my mind the unmerited ability to 
allow situations and others to keep thriving. <laughs> Grace. Um, and yeah, I think when talking about self-love, it's also like self-forgiveness. And coming to a place where, you know, I've been able to forgive myself for the things that I've done and things that I've thought about myself and hate that I've inflicted towards myself because of a lack of self-love and really waking up in the morning and granting myself the grace to see and to understand that, you know, I have an opportunity today to love myself better. And because I'm loving myself better, I'm able to love others better. Um, yeah, I don't really know where else to go with that, but forgiveness is an act of love. And I think it's it's an act of self-love too. And forgiveness is also, I think, a very mature thing to do in this culture. It's a very mature thing to do. I marvel at people who are able to forgive and and people who apologize. Because I don't know why, I just feel like it's such a almost counterintuitive thing. And you know what else? It suspends pride. And it positions you to be in a place of humility, I think, when you're able to forgive. And that can be hard, too. And I, my hand is raised for that. I can be very stubborn. And it can be very hard for me to seek, you know, forgiveness and to apologize. Because I, I, be I, I get very stuck. And so to assume that position of humility... Um, to forgive others or to to ask for forgiveness is is something that I think takes a a whole nother level of emotional intelligence. And wow, that's what this podcast is about: emotional intelligence. Now I feel better because at first I was like, I'm gonna just be talking about random stuff, but nah, like 2020, like how is your emotional intelligence? How are you dealing with? The things that life throws out with you mentally and emotionally. How are you stomaching the tribulations in this in this life? How are we able to press on in the midst of the forces that are working against us to put us down? To make us not like ourselves, to make us not like others, to make us sad, to make us depressed, to make us angry. What can we do? What are some things that we can do today, right now, to be better, better versions of ourselves? You know, how have I come to understand this idea of forgiveness and grace? When I've come to understand the God I served as a God that is love and forgiveness and grace, it helps me to obtain that same um position or to try to obtain that same position um that he, that I have known him to have grace oh gosh I can go on and on about times and periods of my life where it was nothing but grace the grace of God <laughs> that has that allowed me to thrive, like I said, going back to that definition. 
there's absolutely nothing I could have done. Like, there's absolutely nothing I can point to. But Grace, I don't want to go on to the subject of boundaries quite yet. I want to return back to it. Um, Because I'm also reading this book about boundaries that I think will better inform that in a maybe the next podcast. I don't want it to be about emotional challenges. I want it to be about something different. But maybe like I can have a little segment where I talk about it. But boundaries, I think, is the next step to this. Um, once you know yourself, once you kind of have this idea of forgiveness, it's beginning to come up with and establish boundaries that allow you to better love yourself, to allow you to better be in position to love others. And sometimes for me, that means saying no. Oh my gosh, I suck at saying no. I can go on and on about that. Like, I suck at it. But 2020, I'm being unapologetic. I'm saying no. Turning people down. I got to do what's best for me. Got to do what's best for my kids. I got to do what's best for my family. Got to do what's best. Like, oh, dang. This makes me think of the necessary. I feel like the necessary step after this is a conversation about integrity Oh, Lord. But, yeah, once you've established those boundaries, then it's a a fight for integrity and living out what you're being intentional about. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. That can be the next one. Really quickly, I want to finish this off with just a random story. That's what I did last time. (laughs) Um, Shoot. Okay, a random story. I don't know why I feel compelled to tell the story, but story time, really quick. When I was little, people who know me <laughs> have heard this before, but like I was, a, I was afraid. I was very afraid. I had um, anxiety and just like these panic attacks. And one of the things I was scared of was that were the elements. I was scared of the elements. I was, I was scared. I was scared of. <laughs> Did I just say that? I was afraid of wind. I was afraid of earthquakes. Um, I was afraid of all these things. And if you live in Washington, you can't say that you weren't scared of no earthquake. Because after that, in the Squally earthquake, that mess had me shook. I will never forget. I was watching Dora the Explorer. And suddenly, the TV was moving back and forth. But that's another story for another day. So I was afraid, right? And I would just be scared. Really, that like I was going to... Something bad was going to happen to me or my family. So there was this one day I'll never forget... Like, this was bad, by the way. Like, I would, your boy would not go to recess if it was windy outside. <laughs> and I laugh, but, like, that's low-key sad when I really think about it. Like, all the little kids in the first grade would be going to recess, and then little Jordan Cotton would be at his desk talking to the teacher. Um, because I thought a tornado would come. But anyways, this one day, my mama, it was raining. I was just screaming. It was raining so hard. Um, and it's kind of sad or weird or not weird, but it's ironic to be afraid of all these things in Washington state where like the weather's just all over the place, Loki. Um, but it was raining super hard and I'm screaming, ah, it's going to rain. It's going to flood all the house. Ah, this is going to, we're going to die. 
and my mom I love my mom or Tracy Cotton Tracy Cotton <laughs> she takes me and she puts me outside she puts me outside um, and she closed the door and she holds my hand she's like is anything happening and I'm like no she's like is there a flood coming and I'm like no like are you still alive I was like yes <laughs> um, and she had to expose me to the reality of you know the elements so yeah I hope dang that I, I hope that makes sense it's now 42 I gotta go thank you for tuning in share with your people leave a review um be blessed I wish you all the love um stay 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 true stay you stay light and I this is the score